We're going to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 5. Luke chapter 1, from verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. I'm going to read one more time. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. I want to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. And we're going to go back to verse 5, where God in his sovereign wisdom has recorded the names of two people. God's word says, the priest who served during that period when Herod was the king of Judea. The priest's name was Zacharias. And his wife, her name was Elizabeth. And she was the daughter of Aaron, descendant of Aaron. The Bible says Zacharias, coming from a priestly line, and Elizabeth was also coming from Aaron's line. Both of them were not people who said, okay, we know the word. We have a godly heritage. Well, this is something that we're born into. So we will just do this as a routine. Like many, many Christians do. They have a form of religion with no faith. As a result of that, they are living a life of legalism, which is doing things that God never told them to do, or doing things that God told them to do with no faith. She's doing it as a routine or as a ritual. Now, we must understand that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But if we have faith, then we are going to do what God has told us to do as unto God, which is knowing that He is before us, knowing that He sees us, knowing that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And when you look at this couple, you can call them as power couple. You know why? Because both of them were righteous before God. Not just before men, before God. Similar to Job, who lived a blameless life, Elizabeth and Zacharias, both of them, husband and wife, were righteous before God, God Almighty. God has recorded this in His Word for all generations to read. How were they righteous? They walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless, without missing a single commandment. They obeyed the Lord in everything. They were righteous in the sight of God. If someone would come and tell you that, oh, God gave the commandments to show you that you can't keep it, you can show them this scripture. This is just one among the many scriptures in the Bible. 
that shows that God gave it because he wanted us to keep it and there were people who were faithful to God who truly loved God and kept everything because it was possible because they had a relationship with God because they had the spirit of God working in them both of them lived a righteous life before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless before God they were blameless however verse 7 says they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. Now if you look at Hannah, you'll see that the Lord closed her womb. When you look at Sarah, Sarah didn't have a child. You look at Elizabeth, the Bible says she was barren. When we look at our lives, sometimes some things happen. It could be because of a generational curse because something went wrong somewhere in their body you know somebody felt sick or something happened and because of that they are ill or they are not able to conceive there are many many reasons to why things happen verse 7 doesn't say that God closed Elizabeth's womb but we know that she was barren. So whether it was a, a defect that was there when she was born or something happened to her later on, doesn't matter because if we are in the will of God, if we're walking with God, whatever happens to us happens with God's knowledge. So if someone will come and argue, oh, you know what, this is just something that, you know, someone was born with, you know, they were born blind or they born deaf or they didn't have a finger or whatever it is, we have to understand if we are walking with God, there are no mistakes in God's calculation. God never make He never makes mistakes. So when you look at Elizabeth and Zacharias, God put them together. Godly couple. They lived a righteous life. Oh, that means they were talking to God all the time. There were people who prayed. There were people who had such strong connections with God. Nevertheless, Elizabeth was such a righteous woman of God, blameless woman of God, who had such a rich heritage. Not only that, she herself had a strong relationship with God, was barren. If we look at the promises that the Lord gave to the children of Israel, if they would keep all the commandments of God, God says that He would bless the fruit of their womb. There won't be any barrenness. But in Elizabeth's life and Zachariah's life, that promise that God gave did not come to pass even though they met the condition. Even though Elizabeth was barren, she never came to a point in her life where she said, well, what's the point of following God? What's the point of serving God? Because I was righteous all this time and look, God didn't bless me with a child. And look at my neighbor, look at the people around me, look at all my cousins and look at everyone who's around me. They all got married and they all have children and look at me. What is the point? She did not speak like how Job's wife talked to Job. She did not say to Zacharias, What's the point in serving the Lord? Stop being a priest. Let's just get on with our lives. I don't even know if this God is real. She never said that because she knew who her God was. She was not following God for benefits. Not even for the fulfillment of the promise. We have to understand why we worship God. God's promises are conditional. But you know what? Those promises are given to us because God loves us. He doesn't have to. So, we have to understand He is God. And because He loves us, He gives us His promises. And we know He always keeps His promises. 
However, we should not be going after God because we want some promise to be fulfilled. Our motives are very important. Elizabeth was someone, even though she was barren, even though she was barren, she never questioned God as to why God you made me this way. Why should I have this barrenness? I'm not able to have a child. Because of me, my husband is not able to have a child. And look at us, we are servants of God here. And what kind of example are we? And look at all the people. And every time somebody looks at us, they think, oh, something is wrong with them. That's why they're going through this. Oh, they must have done something. They're priests. But, you know, there's something wrong there. They have heard all those talks. But that didn't move Elizabeth. It could have caused pain in her heart because she was barren. Because she was walking with God, but that didn't do anything to her walk with God. That didn't do anything to her serving God. That didn't do anything to her husband serving God. They continued serving God. And you must understand that verse 6 is written before verse 7. That means God has put this verse right before verse 7 for a reason. They were both well advanced in years. Still, they were walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. No deviation. Whether God gives me or not, I will still trust Him. Whether God blesses me with this child or not, I will still trust Him. I will still hope in Him. I will still walk with Him. We must be a people of faith. Faith in who God is and follow Him for who He is. Not just because of what He can give. Many times people get discouraged and many people leave the faith because they were following God with some ulterior motives. They were following God because, oh, God will give me this, God will bless me, God will give me a promotion, or, you know, I'll have some money and uh, maybe I won't get sick, or maybe, you know, I'll have a good life partner, or maybe, you know, I'll be settled well and I'll have a promotion and, these are all things that God says He will give when we seek Him first. These are additions that God has promised and He will give it according to His time. However, when our focus shifts from God, moves away from God to the fringe benefits, so to speak, then people's faith becomes shaky. They no longer want to follow God. They feel like, oh, it's It's very difficult, too hard, too hard to follow Jesus. But if you have a love relationship with God, whether you get anything or not, you're going to follow Jesus Christ. Whether you have blessings from Him or not, so to speak, you know that you have the blesser Himself. And you'll be faithful to God Almighty. Elizabeth was such a person was barren. Yes, she was barren. In the sight of this world, she was lacking. But in the sight of God, she had everything that God was looking for. Hallelujah. May we be such people. People of character. Their characters will be like gold. Not like plastic, but like gold. When it's put in the furnace, it will come forth glittering, even more purer. Elizabeth was put through the furnace. Zacharias was put through the furnace. They still, they held on to the integrity as Job did. So, God was watching them day and night. Answered them one day. Not according to Zacharias' time. Not according to Elizabeth's timing. They would have expected. They had a good relationship with God. They knew God heard them and that's why they were in that tight relationship with God. They were people of faith. They were walking in all the commandments of God because they believed in Him, not in a, in a superficial I got to check off all the checklists from the law. Not that way. They really loved God. They had faith in God. See, our doing for God must come from our faith in God. 
not as a chore, not as something that we ought to do because we were told to do, no. We should love God because of who God is, because we want to, because of who He is, because we want to. We should want to serve Him, we should want to follow Him, we should want to obey Him. In order for that to happen, we need to know this God. Elizabeth and Zacharias, they both knew their God. How can you love someone if you don't know them? They knew their God. And because of that, they were keeping all their commandments. Because of that, they both prayed. They both prayed to God every day they would have prayed. Elizabeth would have thought, maybe this month I'll get pregnant. Maybe next month I'll get pregnant. Maybe next week I'll get pregnant. Maybe next year. She was thinking. As she was thinking, it was not happening. She was praying, having faith in God, expecting. Zacharias was praying, saying, Lord, you are the Lord who promised, and I know you will give, Lord, and we will continue to serve you. Expecting. Maybe this month. Maybe next month. Maybe. Okay. Last year didn't happen. Maybe this year. Maybe it would be this year. Five years went by. Ten years went by since they got married. Fifteen years went by. Maybe, maybe this month. Maybe this month. It never happened. It never happened. Until God's appointed time. We have to be people of faith. Learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Even when everything looks bad. Even everything in front of us may appear like it's dying. Don't look at what you see. Look at the one who is faithful. If we have a strong relationship with God Almighty, if our walk with the Lord is in step with the Holy Spirit, if we learn to live by faith and not by sight, that we hold on to the Word of God, embrace His Word more than anything else, and no matter what happens, we're going to be like the man who built his house on the rock. Strong winds may come, waves may beat. The Bible says it pounded the house. But the house stood firm. It stood firm because it was built on the rock. And Jesus said, those who hear my word and they keep it, they do it, are like this man who built his house on the rock. May God help us to be like that. The reason why Elizabeth and Zacharias, even though they served the Lord, they didn't get discouraged and they didn't fall away from the faith because their foundation was on the Word of God. They walked on all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless because that was the most important thing. The Word of God was their priority. God, who is a covenant-keeping God, will never lie to his people never lie to his people if God has said in his word that he would do something know for sure he will keep his word he will do it he will perform it he will perform the good word that he has spoken to the house of Judah and to the house of Israel God's word says God's word says God let none of Samuel's word fall to the ground because it was God's word that came through Samuel so when we go through a path where we pray and we pray and we pray and we say, Lord, what's going on here? We feel like God is silent. We feel like, what's happening, Lord? Why is it taking too long? It's taking too long. We thought what would have happened last week. We thought this would have happened this week. Maybe it's going to happen tomorrow, but it doesn't happen. We have to understand it always happens according to God's perfect time. And it's important for us to be patient. The Bible says be patient in tribulation. We need to be patient. We need to hold on to the word of God. Because it's the time when the word of God will try us to see where our faith is. Are we still holding on to our integrity? Are we still holding on to the word that God has spoken? Are we still holding on to the fact that He is righteous? That He will not lie? That His Word will never return void. God's Word will try us. 
God's word tried Elizabeth and Zacharias. They continued to hold on to the fact that God is faithful. And they finally got old. That's what verse 7 is. They got old. Both of them got old. And you know what? They never got to a place where they said, Okay, now it's never going to happen. So God is a liar. No. Even though it didn't happen according to their time frame, and it looked like they were out of time, they resolved within themselves, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whether God gives us a child or not, God is more important than the child that we're looking for. May God bring us to the place of total surrender. But we say, Lord, you're more important than what I'm looking for. Even though what I'm looking for is important. But you are more important than what I'm looking for. From your hands. Whether you give it or not, I'll still follow you. I'll still serve you. No, for sure. He's never going to let his people down. God will never let his people down. It's just a matter of time. And his timing is always perfect. Always perfect. Even though it looks like Elizabeth and Zacharias ran out of time. And no more. She can't bear a child. It's never going to happen. That's what doctors would say. That's what their generation would have thought. But they knew that they God. Who's the same yesterday, today and forever. Is able to bless them with a child. Even if he doesn't, we'll still serve him. This is like, very similar to Lazarus, Mary and Martha story. But they had hope. They had hope. The sisters had hope. Even Lazarus would have had hope. That Jesus, once he comes and he heals, he'll be fine. But the problem was, it didn't happen according to their schedule. It didn't happen according to their time. Where they waited and they waited and they waited and Jesus came late according to the eyes of men but never late according to the calendar of God because he had something far more glorious. The Bible says the momentary light affliction even though it's actually not light when you pass through in comparison to the glory that is revealed it's light. That's what the Spirit of the Lord has recorded in God's Word through Apostle Paul. When you compare that with the glory, it's light affliction. But when you pass through it, it's a tremendous path. Apostle Paul was beaten, shipwrecked. He said, God took me out of the mouth of the lion. He actually went into the mouth of the lion. Not the animal that we see, but the enemy. Near death so many times. God allowed him to go. All the way. To the mouth of the lion. But he said no more. And he rescued Apostle Paul. And he said he will safely make me reach heaven. What a glorious faith Apostle Paul had. Great man of God. And all these things he considers it is light affliction. Why? The glory that awaits us is far more glorious that we cannot comprehend with our human minds. We cannot. We cannot comprehend with our human minds what God has prepared for each one of us. So it is important not to keep our eyes on what we see, but to keep our eyes on who God is. Enoch walked with God he walked with God and he walked with God and he walked with God. One day he just, just walked straight into the house that God prepared for him where God is. We need to be such people. Yes, he had family. Yes, he had responsibility. But in the midst of all of that, his focus was God. He took care of his wife and children, obviously. Without that, he wouldn't be a good husband and a good father. The Bible says he had children. While he was doing his earthly responsibilities, fulfilling it, 
He was fulfilling it according to the heart of God. He was fulfilling it according to the will of God. God's will in everything was his priority. May we be just like that in our workplaces, in our homes, in our marriages, with our children. Wherever we are, wherever God has placed us, may we be keen on bringing heaven down to where we are. Do you know you can bring heaven to where you are? Without that, Jesus would not have taught his disciples to pray that prayer. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come where? To where we are. Let your will be done on earth. Where? Not somewhere. Where I am. God's kingdom has to be here. God's kingdom has to come. And God can use each one of you to bring the kingdom of God to where you are. Where we go. God can bring you to a place of bringing the kingdom of God to where you are. That's where miracles will take place. That's where signs and wonders will take place. When the kingdom of God comes, the kingdom of darkness departs. That's when disease, death, sickness, addiction, chaos, leaves. So in Elizabeth and Zechariah's life, they prayed. It looked like God didn't hear. They prayed. It looked as if God was not even alive, but they knew who their God was. See, that's when they were able to continue to serve God exactly the way they served Him. Even before, they knew that they were not going to have children. They continued to serve the way they served God. Even after knowing that, they may never have children. They got old. They came to a place of surrender. Lord, even if you don't give me this child, even if you don't give us any children, we'll still serve you. Now it was at that point, God meets with Zacharias. Not according to Elizabeth and Zacharias' timing. But according to God's timing, you know why? Because God had a plan. It's not that God is saying, okay, I'm going to test you, so I'm going to make you feel miserable, and I'm going to just make you cry, and, and after you know, all hope is gone, I'm just going to come and do something just to show that I'm God. God is not a monster. No. God is a loving Father. When He does something, He does it in a grand way, glorious way, according to His purposes, which are human minds fail to understand every single time unless we really walk with God. He's all good. That's His nature. He's all loving. He's love Himself. That's His nature. How can He do anything bad for us? He is trustworthy. Our God is trustworthy. You can trust Him with your life. You can trust Him with your children. You can trust Him with your future. You can trust Him with your finances. You can trust Him with everything. He's trustworthy. Not a single hair from our head will fall to the ground without his knowledge. He is trustworthy. Oh, when things don't go the way we think that it should go, it's important to know that he's all faithful and he's working as we sing. He's working in the dark. We're not able to see, but he can see in the dark. He's working in the night. We may sleep during the night, but he's awake. He's working out His good pleasure. For what? For our good and for His glory. Not just for His glory. Understand this. God wants you to understand this. Whatever God is doing, He's working things out for our good and for His glory. All things work together for the good of those who love Him. For your good. For my good. God is working things out. Even though it may appear to be negative. He's the Lord God who puts every piece together according to His divine wisdom. And when He brings everything together, it looks so glorious. So, Elizabeth and Zacharias, at one point, they stopped praying because they said, okay, it's old. we're getting old. It's not going to happen. Even if it doesn't happen, we'll still continue to be faithful to God because we know who God is. We love Him. And we will be committed to Him till we die. And they continued serving God. 
while they were serving God, verse 8, while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. God is orchestrating this. It was his turn to go there. Maybe it could have, the lot could have fallen on somebody else. But no. God had his hand because it was God's timing. According to God's calendar, things need to move. Why was this delay necessary? Because the child that God was going to bless them with is going to be a prophet. Not an ordinary prophet. The prophet that Jesus said is great in the sight of God. Not only that, that prophet is going to be the forerunner for the Messiah. So the timing of their child's birth must coincide with the timing of the Messiah's birth and the calendar where John had to go ahead of Jesus to prepare the way. Now did Elizabeth know about this? No. Did Zechariah know about this? No. Oh, why didn't God send somebody to go and prophesy? Or why didn't Elizabeth you know, get a vision or Zechariah get a vision? This is where faith comes into play. This is where the integrity is tested. God didn't tell anything to them. Well, after 40 years of your marriage, I'm going to give you. Know, if they would have gotten that, they would have said, okay, we're going to have, after 40 years, it's going to happen. We have something to hold on to. But you know what? Even though God didn't give them anything for them to hold on to when it comes to a dream or a vision or anything like that, they still held on to their integrity. They still held on to God. That's where the faith that was put to test came out as gold. But they still held on to God. Whether we get this or not, we will still hold on to God. We will still be faithful to God. That's why God deemed it worthy to place that verse where we see in verse 6 that they were both righteous before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless even though they didn't have what other people people who are not even walking with God had there was a reason when you are a child of God when you are in the will of God know this for sure every lack of yours is ordained by God if you are supposed to go through that path of luck. Every pain of yours, if you are walking with God, is ordained by God for something good that is going to come out of that. God is over everything. God is over everything. God is over everything. So never get discouraged by what you see. Never get discouraged by what you hear. Never get discouraged by what others may say. Or even the enemy trying to bring thoughts into your own head. Don't give room to that. Know that God is faithful. Even though they didn't have a dream or a vision, they had something. Which is the promise that God gave to the people of Israel. That if you would hold on to my word and keep my commandments diligently, then I'll bless the fruit of your womb. That's a promise that God had already given to them. And because of the promise, they prayed to God. God had heard their, their prayers already. He was going to surprise them. They had to walk through valley of tears. Shame, reproach, especially in those days. In addition to a woman going through the pain of not having a child, which is so important for any woman, especially in that culture, you get married and don't have a child. People look down on you. Everybody will be gossiping. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. They went through a path of reproach. God allowed them to go through the path of reproach. All kinds of things would have been spoken about them concerning their spiritual life itself because God is faithful. If you look at Job, when Job went through such a difficult path. We had so-called friends of Job who really wanted to do good for him, but they came and did more damage. They started speaking good things about God, so to speak. They had no idea 
about God's heart and they had no revelation of what was happening. They started accusing Job, saying that God is faithful, but if this is happening to you, then something is wrong with you. Not understanding that because he was faithful to God, God trusted him and gave permission to the enemy. For Job to go through this path, God had double blessing waiting for him. So people who saw Elizabeth and Zacharias, they would have said the same thing. Well, God is righteous, His commandments are true. Look at us, we all have children and look at Elizabeth. Something is wrong with them. In spite of all of that, they bore that reproach and continued to serve God. God is encouraging you this morning. Don't look at the winds and the waves. Don't live for people's appreciation. Don't live for a reward that you can see in front of you on earth. Know that your Father in Heaven cares for you. Know that it is His voice that you need to hear. Him say well done to you. God rewarded Elizabeth and Zacharias in front of everybody, even though it took time. In front of everybody. Their child was not like any other child that was there. And Zacharias had an angelic visitation. No other parents, other than Mary, had that privilege during his lifetime. May God bless us this morning, strengthen our faith, as we look to him as the great I Am. There's nothing that God cannot do. Whatever you may have in your body, whatever you may have in your family, going wrong, so to speak, you may be praying and praying and praying and it may look like everything is going downhill. Oh, I was praying for peace and I'm seeing more chaos. Oh, I was praying for health and I'm seeing more problems. Don't let the enemy lie to you. If you are talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, know for sure that He's hearing you. As God came through the angel and spoke to Zechariah saying that your prayer is heard. When? He's saying your prayer is heard. When? When they both prayed. Maybe 10 years before. They stopped praying maybe 10 years before this. Up until then, every time they prayed, it was heard. The very same God who spoke to Zacharias through the angel of the Lord is speaking to you this morning. Every time you pray, know for sure your prayer is heard. You stand before a living God, the maker of heaven and earth, who holds the times and seasons in the palm of his hand. Nothing is too difficult for God Almighty. Nothing. No disease, no disorder. Nothing. It's just a matter of time. In your life, no matter what you may go through, no matter what you may be going through, hold on to your integrity. Hold on to the Word of God. Make sure you esteem the word of God more than your necessary food like King David says. Make sure God becomes your life. Don't use God as an accessory. Don't use God as a ladder to achieve your own dreams. One life you have on earth, once that's over, it's eternity. Be a wise steward. Be wise. Be a wise man, be a wise woman. Do what you have to do now. Now is the time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Everything else can wait. Nothing is going to go with us into eternity. Except, God's word says, our works will follow us. What we do for Christ is going to follow us. Moment by moment, what we do for Him will follow us. Whatever you're doing at your workplace, like we just saw the Holy Spirit spoke to us, of how Enoch lived his life. Yes, we have work, we have shopping to do, 
we have appointments that we have to keep. We have all these things, many, many things, many responsibilities we may have. But in all of that, where is God? Am I doing everything according to the will of God? It's not that, Lord, I'm doing everything according to my will, bless my will. No. In every situation, where is Jesus in there? Lord, bless my day. Order my steps. Order my thoughts. I want to follow you. Speak to me, Lord. Pray that prayer every day. And say, Lord, even in small decisions and big decisions, I want your will, Lord. If you're not sure of God's will, wait. Pray and wait. Don't rush into anything. Being impulsive is not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is peace. God leads us by His peace. When the Lord speaks, it's peace. God will lead us through His Word. When God speaks to us, we know it's holy. It's never going to be leading us into sin. God is never going to say, well, my will is for you to go and fight with your spouse. No. Well, you argued really well. No. The fruit of the Spirit has to be evident in our day-to-day life, in whatever we do. We want to bear the image of Jesus Christ. As we close this morning, ask God one thing. Lord, I want to live my life in a manner that is pleasing to you. Whether you give me anything or not, give me one thing. I want to be faithful to you and loving you with all my heart, mind, soul and strength. I want to live this one life that you've given me, Lord, fully for you, thoroughly for you, with everything that is within me, every second, Lord, in everything I do, whether it's secular stuff or ministry stuff, whatever it is, I want to do it with all my heart unto you. And according to your leading, according to your voice, hearing you, Lord, I want to live my life on this earth. Take a few moments while you're in the presence of the Lord and pray. Tell the Lord, Lord, make me more like Jesus. While Jesus was 30 years with his family, only three and a half years he did public ministry. But those 30 years, he was helping his family, doing the will of God. He was praying. He was seeking God. He was having this heart that was burning with a zeal for God even when he was 12 years old. Though he had domestic responsibilities until he was 30, he was mindful of his father's business. Through all of it, he bore witness to the father. His mother knew that he was not an ordinary child. Not just because an angel came and announced, but because of the life that Jesus lived. She was able to come and tell him, son, there's no Wine, there's shortage over here. Do something about it. Because she knew that Jesus was capable of doing a miracle there. Thank you, Jesus. At home, he had a good witness, strong witness that he was the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, You need to have a strong witness that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. They should be doing the will of God in everything that you do. Do it unto God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Tell the Lord, Lord, bless my day. Bless my day. Bless my day. 
Let me be overcome by you, Lord. Let me be overcome by you, Lord. Tell the Lord, let me be overcome by you, Lord. Let your spirit overtake me, Lord, that I may not walk by sight, may walk by faith. Let your spirit overtake me, Lord, that I may walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Let the things of the earth grow strangely dim, Father. Tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Let my love for you grow stronger and stronger, Lord. Let me hide myself in you so that you can be revealed, Jesus. Pray it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, work this word in the lives of your people. Work this word, Lord, in the hearts of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus may become their top priority, that the kingdom of heaven may become their sole ambition, that they may live for their Savior, Lord, moment by moment, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that everything that is not of you and every vain glory and vain desire may depart from their lives, that they may seek after that which is going to last forever. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you'll stamp eternity in the hearts of your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That they may not be moved by anything that the enemy may try to bring to drag them down, O oh God. They may be like Elizabeth and Zacharias. Oh, Father. Totally committed to you. Hallelujah. Wholly devoted to you. Hallelujah. Loyal to you. Jesus. Full of God's love. Filled with your love. And filled with your power. Thank you, Father, that they may bring the kingdom of God to where they are. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The people around them may be set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. People may know that God is in their midst. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you make every brother, every sister, every child, Lord, who's on the call this morning. A soul winner for Jesus Christ. And not just by words, but by the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, but by the power of God, by bringing the kingdom of God to where they are, by being loyal to your word. Oh, Father, work this word in their hearts, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. That throughout their day, they may meditate on what you have spoken to them this morning. That the words that you have spoken, O oh Lord, may it become their strength, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Strengthen their minds, O oh Lord. Strengthen the minds of your people. Strengthen the bodies of your people. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, strengthen your people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. 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 Help your people, oh, Father. Give them a deep hunger for your word. Lord, may they devour your word until the word devours them in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, that people may see Jesus and Jesus alone. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So bless your people, Father. Embolden them in their faith walk. Let their faith not be shaky faith. Let it not be sinking ground. Let their faith be active faith, not passive faith. Let their faith, Lord, be faith that would produce works unto righteousness. It comes from true faith, genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, that would bring the kingdom of God to where they are. Hallelujah. Empower your people, Lord, to live a blameless life. Empower your people, Lord, to have the desire to keep your word, to seek your word to devour your word, to live out your word, O oh Father. There may be no hypocrisy, Father, in anyone, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that every life may be like an open book, Father, before God and man. Someone else may see their life and see Jesus. That each and every brother, sister, child who is here, Lord, may they be a walking Bible. People may see Jesus. Hallelujah. That their lives, O oh Lord, be an open word of God. That they may live out the word of God. That the love of Christ may flow through them, Father. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that you remove every self-righteous spirit away. In the name of Jesus, that every brother, sister may have the true righteousness of God by having the true faith in God. Oh, Spirit of the living God, the true humility be seen. Hallelujah. True righteousness will carry true humility and true love of God. Also I pray, may people bear the nature of Jesus Christ. Continue to work your word. Continue to, oh Father, form your image in your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that a people may be, Lord, prepared for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you for giving us this opportunity to come together during this morning hour. To seek you, Lord. To seek your face, Lord. To strengthen our spirits, souls, bodies and minds with your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for giving us this technology. Thank you for giving us, Lord, minds that are working, that we can make comprehend, that we may understand. Thank you for giving us, Lord, ears that we can hear, Lord. Thank you for giving us health, Lord, so that we can be here, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us love for you that has drawn us into your presence, Lord, this morning. Thank you, Lord. Without you drawing us, no one can come to the Father. Lord, we are indebted to you for that Calvary love that you've drawn us to your feet, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray the transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Transform every brother, every sister. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, as you did with the twelve disciples who became the apostles of God, turning the world upside down, I pray. Every brother, sister, child who is here, O oh Lord, be transformed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That in this generation, they may turn the world upside down. Father, Father, from darkness to light, I thank you, Lord, as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. And bless your people, O Father, this morning, that they may walk in this blessing that you have blessed them with this morning, O Father. Their hearts may drive them more closer to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, that they may die to the passion of this world, and that they may live unto God with a passion that cannot be taken away. You transform every single person here. They may cling to you like a Mary did. And go after the portion that you have for them that will never be taken away. They may not keep their eyes on that which is fleeting. But they may keep their eyes on that which is eternal and which will remain. So I bless your people with this blessing. And I thank you, Father, that you have blessed them with this blessing. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.